It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. How are you doing, Carol? Hello, hello. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great, Carol. This has got to be a big day for you. I'm by myself. Well, well, you know, <laughs> you started out, you showed up, we did some, uh, hey, hey, listeners, join us for a Zoom episode, and you showed up for some of those, and and what with your your perkiness and your thoughtfulness and your giant coffee mug, uh, yeah, yeah, you caught my eye, and then you recorded some episodes with, with me and Sam, and and then I invited you, this is the first time we're recording just the two of us, and it's a, it's a big adventure, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fucking pressure on you today, Carol. There is. To, to I'm bring not home, it likely. To in my head, Sam episode. was going to be here. <laughs> oh well, but if you look back at those, oh, those emails, Sam was, Sam was not mentioned. Uh, Sam was delightful. I recorded with Sam the other night. Sam hasn't gone anywhere, but I thought it was time for some some uh, Carol focused episodes because I I had a feeling that uh, that me and Sam tend to dominate conversations sometimes, kind of like I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> Listen, my husband will tell you I can use taking a break from dominating conversations. So, so, so Carol, you you accidentally started a preschool program, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But I wanted to talk to you about about a thing. Um, have you ever had any experience with the United States Postal Service? Oh yes, yes. Um, and and I will pay extra any and every time to have it go through anyone but the United States Postal Service. <laughs> So uh, in, 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 our, in our move, uh, what, a month and a half ago in real time now, uh, got a P.O. box uh, in, our, in our new community because we're going to be, we're living at a series of beach rentals until we finally get into the place we want to be at. Um, and, it, and we thought it would just have, a, just have a, a little bit of continuity in our life having a, a P.O. box, right? So, so I filled out the, uh, the application for the P.O. box online and, and printed out the form. And to, to actually claim my P.O. box, they said, well, you got to show up at the new location and go in and and show them this form and then they'll assign you a PO box number. But I wanted it before that so that I could have the mail forwarded from the beginning of our move. And, and so I checked online, they said, hey, you go talk to your local, local postal person and, uh, and then there's a chance that they'll be nice and they'll call down to the new place and they'll sign a number and give that to you. And then you can transfer your mail to that, that new number, right? And so I did that. I talked to real human beings, worked great, worked great 
got the PO box number. That's uh, PO box 1008 Long Beach, Mississippi. Don't remember the zip code. You'll have to look it up if you want to send me cookies or beverages, listeners. Um, look, look, listeners, I, I mentioned this with uh, with uh, Sam the other day. I, I'm, I'm not in need of any alcohol or, or, or baked goods, but uh, I, I just want to get use out of the PO box. Uh, anyway, so we get down here and we uh, we go to the post office and we talk to the lady and, and we show them that we've got this number and give her the paperwork. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, I talked to her and 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 it's all good. And we get the key to the P.O. box and life is good. And then two days later, I get an email from the United States Postal Service saying, hey, you're you didn't get down here and, and do the paperwork to vary your post P.O. box in time. And so we've closed it and refunded your your money. And I had panic attacks because, you know, well, all the important stuff I do, all kinds of important snail mail coming in. And, uh, and, and so I go to the, the actual post office and I talk to the, again, very pleasant human being that I talked to in the first place. And she said, oh, oh, no, your, your P.O. box. First, I checked the key to make sure it still worked in the lock. And, oh, yeah. And she's like, the locks on you already. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's something. like, no, no, there's there's no problem. But online, with my postal account online, they're all like, you don't have a P.O. box. But then they're also sending me emails that, that, that you can set, sign up for this thing that they send you. They send you a scan of everything that shows up in your box. Oh, wow. Uh, pretty, pretty cool. So I just I, I know their stuff with, within the box without going there. And so at one part of their website says, hey, you don't have a P.O. box anymore. And the human people say, yeah, your P.O. box is fine. And the uh, the emails keep coming saying when things arrive. And so I email, I, well, first I try to call the United States Postal Service and fuck them and their phone system. And then I try to email them. I try to email them through their support page. And uh, the whole thing is, uh, hey, yeah, you know what? Uh, well, you can send an email. Let us know your problem. We'll get back to you in two or three days. I think, hey, you, U.S. Postal Service, back to me in two or three days. Great. That sounds quick. Sounds unlikely. Yeah, guess how long it was before they made first contact? Three weeks. Six weeks. No. Wow. Six weeks. Six weeks. And, and the response, that, my, my question was, hey, you say I don't have a P.O. box, but the human person says I do. What's up with that? Can we get your, your site fixed? And their response was, have a guess. No. Their, their response was, please call the 800 number. So their email support, <laughs> their fucking email support is, uh, we'll email you six weeks later and tell you to dial the 800 number. Well, you get lost in a, in a hellscape of, uh, of, oh. of phone menus and, and crappy AI. So, uh, so I, I, I responded to that with, uh, with uh, hey, you, you mean it, it took fucking six weeks to tell me to call the 800 number? And their response was, we will get back to you in two to three days with a response. <laughs> so, um, okay, so what's the, what's the purpose of this six-minute story, listeners? The story is people can be great, but systems, systems can be broken. And that goes for the United States Post Office, and that goes for our early learning programs as well. Uh, if you don't have good systems in place, having good people isn't going to lead to anything positive for you. Um, I'm impressed that you brought that around. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just not just a not just a long, random, stupid story for for no reason at all, huh? Um, and and I mean, we, and, oh, the other takeaway is if if you're if you're going to trust your children 
to to the same people that that run the post office. Yeah, that's what you, my you, thought you was. Get, like, you, you get what you get, right? So um, all those people advocating for national early learning standards and and nationalized programs, uh, you you get that. You get the post office. You get the DMV, and it can be wonderful people working at those places. Places. Yeah. Every human being I've I've interacted with has been great. Even the person who had to deal with the email, I said, "Hey, this isn't on you. I'm sure you're a wonderful person, but." Your your system your, your system, system sucks. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, we've got to we've got to be we've got to to and, and to nurture our people to keep good people around in our programs. We got to have better systems in place to uh, to take care of them and support them and respect them and and show some appreciation for them and not make them feel like they're working in some hellhole. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what it comes down to. Henceforth, why I'm not in a public school classroom right now. I was like, that's. I, so, I would rather not be a cog in that wheel. I don't. But but you accidentally opened a preschool. Yeah, I would. I, I don't think I opened a preschool since a lot of parents will be staying. It's I'm in the weeds on this one. This is just one of those things that. I mean, you've brought it up to me before. Other people have brought it up to me before. I'm the kind of person that likes my personal space. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of protective of my personal space. Not that I'm not hospitable. But to have people up in my space all the time is kind of nerve wracking for me. Sure. Um, but and my other beef with starting like a just an all out kind of home care situation here is I know that sharing space in my house is small, that I couldn't it wouldn't be the experience that I wanted it to be for the kids. Like, I don't like having to say, well, you can't go there. You can't do this like that. I don't like that, which is why I would like its own building. So it can be theirs, just the kids. Um, but I did have a friend who said, you know, she couldn't, the preschool she wanted to get her son into, it was full. They didn't have any more room. She didn't know what to do. She was worried about a socializing. It was the first thing I asked. I'm like, if you're looking for somebody to uh, do all kinds of academics with your four-year-old, I'm not the person. I mean, I could lie to you and say I will and then not, but I'm not that person either. So, you know, she's like, I, I would send him to you, but he needs to be with other kids. And I just said, oh, I could probably find some kids, you know, if that's. I mean, that sounds that sounds exactly like starting a preschool. I, mean. I could find some kids. I think it was my my husband that made that joke. He's like, "What are you gonna get like a white van and start driving around?" I was like, "No, I'll just put it out there." So I have I have a couple people who said they'd be coming, and a lot of them are like homeschool people. So and the moms mm -hmm. are traveling for some distance. I'm like, I don't have any opposition to you staying. You know, I'm gonna make sure you don't get in the kids' way, so that's fine. So that's kind of like two days a week. It looks like I'm going to have a preschooly thing happening here. So it sounds like you didn't only start a preschool. You started a co-op preschool. Yeah, I guess with um, possibly some non-homeschool families. But they might become homeschool families after they come through here. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, and it's in case there's any people out there like, you know, trying to get people, any Karen's listening, unless your name is actually Karen and you're a nice person. Uh, it's, you know, I said, I can't have people just dropping off lots of kids here because that's illegal for one thing. I was like, so I could take up to four kids who aren't mine and I don't have to report anything. I was like, other than that, if you're staying, I don't care. But it, I mean, it should be interesting too, because then people were like, oh, they have preschoolers, but they have like a little bit older kids too. I'm like, I don't care, stay, you know? Like it's a whole mixed age group, which is preferable anyway. So I don't know, I just kind of agreed to it and now I'm figuring it out. 
so many questions. Um, one, uh, well, let's, <laughs> let's work through them. That's what this podcast is for. It's all about working through the questions. So this parents that show up and stay mostly going to be moms, going to be any dads there, going to be a mix. What do you, what do you expect and don't um, know? Probably moms. Probably, probably moms. moms. I have no aversion to dads. Dads are, dads are a real good time because I think dads add a whole nother level of play. Sure. And you know, I actually would like if a dad was oh, the right kind of dad, I suppose, you know, because dad's like, you know, mom can take a breather because, oh, well, dad's watching, mm-hmm. but you know, dads are going to let them do stuff that mom would never dream of. Never approve of. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's kind of like an, I don't care, but then it's like, it's not on me. It's on that dad. <laughs> so a uh, sub sub question, what's the right kind of dad? Um, yeah, Brad Pitt, uh, 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 good looks or no, no, I'm ridiculously in love with my husband. So that's not an issue, but, um, a non-authoritarian dad, you know, there's, there's some, most dads are great, but then there's always the dad who thinks they have to be like the muscle and the hammer and the, we, you can't do that. And you have to do like, none of those. That's, that's your job. Yeah. None of those, please. (laughs) Yeah, no, not, not entirely. Okay, so these moms show up with their kids. Let me. So this is happening two, happens two days a week. They they drive a ways to get to you. They show up with the kids. I'm guessing there is a a Yeti uh, travel mug full of vodka or mimosa that they're oh. traveling with them. Is that is that happening or no? Probably not that. Probably not. That could be a group uh-huh. I could start separately though. But my husband would be have to be home so he could watch the kids while we we're mimosa. But I don't know. Bring snacks. Sure. Okay. So my suggestion is you talk and, and you, you, you're kind of cool with these moms. They're kind of the ones, you know, so far. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the process now is going through and only inviting only people picking that, the cool moms that yeah. I'm comfortable with. And then I know uh-huh. people that I know are comfortable with me kind of deal. Yeah. Okay. So since you probably don't want the travel mug full of vodka going on with the kids present, what you need to do is you need to decide once a week, twice a month, you need to get together with them um, for curriculum planning <laughs> and, and go out someplace and, and have a, and have a bevy and, and blow off steam and uh, do, do 20 minutes of curriculum planning. And then it becomes a write-off. Well, that would totally work if I was doing any of this on the books <laughs> that's and that's kind of the deal like as far as payment goes I was like floored by the thought of it because I did have mm-hmm. somebody say well what are you charging and I was like yes they should charging <laughs> I was like hadn't thought of it so I said well I guess if you're like dropping Wait, your- time out time out again you are ready to start a, a free preschool? Yeah. For... Okay. Oh, yeah. He loved that idea. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. here we go again. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, all right, well, if you're going to just drop them off, I'll charge you. But if you're going to show up and stay, well, that's an extra pair of hands for me. So I'm not going to charge you. I would argue you should be charging more if they're going to hang out and stay because then you're going to have to second guess yourself and and explain yourself a lot more and that no, kind of that's, stuff. So that, that's, that's why it's they're you. vetted. First of all, that oh, okay. if I think okay. I have to do that, no, thank you. Like okay, so no thanks. So what's 
what's uh what's uh what 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 days of the week are we going to be doing this um monday and tuesday i wanted two consecutive days sure so uh so carol's happy time fun place um what's uh what's uh what's the average what's a what's a day at carol's happy time fun place gonna look like um i think it's gonna look different every day sure. i have some stuff i want to be outside most of the day so oh, that's the other thing like you can't come and leave your kid if they're a runner because my yard is not completely fenced in <laughs> so that was another criteria if you have a runner i love you but either stay or don't come like <laughs> one of those deals um, I have my sister-in-law got some of those nice big wooden spools. Sure. I don't know. Oh, she's using them for goats. I'm not using them for goats, you know, as for tables. Go go goats. Go she has go goats. Yeah. Goats. Yeah. I didn't know. Hell, hell, Halloween, Halloween is right around the corner as we're recording this. So I didn't know if you said oh, yeah. goats or ghosts. I didn't know if there's some well, sort of uh, Pinterest based uh, wooden no. spool. Yes. Ghost themed preschool. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. A ghost themed yeah. preschool. Ooh. Yeah. I always said ghosts are welcome, but they better do something around the house or get sure. going. But yeah, I just like, you know, so far we have, like, I already have a lot of stuff outside. I just need to get some more big loose parts because my kids mm -hmm. have misplaced most of the ones that were out there. I got to get some more stuff for ramps, stuff like that outside. I got to get a kiddie pool and fill it with dirt. Uh, put actual sand in our sandbox. That would be nice. So it, I mean, technically it's not really a preschool. I'm going to cross preschool out of my notes here. I'm going to write in play group. Yeah, it's more, I would say more of a play group. Carol starts a play group. That's yeah. what we'll call the episode. Um, and so the kids are going to show up. You're going to send them into the yard. You're going to watch that, that, that 20 foot area where there's not a fence or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. So they don't escape. So they, they don't escape no down escapes. the driveway into traffic. Um, yeah. And uh, what's what's that look like? Um, I figure, uh, well, a lot just because it is my house. I want like a lot of like I have other like tables to put out there, just like you know, random stuff. Like, here's this stuff. <laughs> if you feel like you want to do that, um, I think basically my house is then going to be set into zones as well, like messier stuff in the kitchen. Like, um, and a lot of it. To be honest, the stuff that I have already set up for my kids, like since we homeschool, we just have stuff like in our kitchens, we have a potions cart where there's just like random stuff that, you know, you can mix anything together and it won't explode. Like that's what's on that cart. And then. Are you still there? I think you're frozen. Hey, listeners, uh, we've been gone for what, six days and a couple hours, Carol? I think so. Yeah, so. look, a little bit of internet problems. Uh, we're back. We had most of an episode done, so we decided we finished up. Uh, at the beginning of the episode, I ranted about the post office and uh, how how if you if you think that uh, you can you, if if you like the post office, that's what you get with you when you uh, hand your children over to to the federal government and uh, and federal early learning policies and national standards and all that all that bullshit. So if you're if you're happy with the po post office, that's that's what you're going to get when you when you hand your kids over to the government you're going to get more more of that not that the individual people are bad but the system right. is broken and then we talked about how carol was starting a preschool but it's not really a pre preschool it's a it's a play group mm -hmm. and we were talking about about that so your your curriculum is going to be hey kids come and play yeah well in our six days and a few hours i was thinking about like well what really is it 
And I think it's not really one thing or another. Like I was like, mm-hmm. well, is it a pre-K? Is it a co-op? Is it a play group? And I'm like, you know what? I don't think it really matters. It's, it's what I can do right now to give a small space and a small amount of time for kids just to be kids. Like, it's just like my little, my little childhood corner of the, of, of the week. So yeah, I'm just going to, so everyone's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I don't know until I meet the kids really. Like I can't decide exactly how best to support what they want to do until I meet them. Sure. But it's going to be like lots of outside time, um, ramps and pipes. And my, I recruited my husband to build like a mud kitchen, like just a small one. Uh, he said that we weren't allowed to use our garden soil because he paid a lot of money for it. So that was kind of a bummer. So, but he agreed to kit, fill a kiddie pool with dirt for me. I was like, well, you better get me some dirt that I can use. <laughs> like, okay. You know, and then just kind of set up my house, like little soft corners for reading, like really what a school should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just kind of hoping that like the kids whose mom need to drop them off for like two hours, two times a week, will be able to explore and have their childhood. And the moms who do stay will get to see what it looks like when kids are just allowed to learn. So we'll see how it goes. I think it sounds delightful. And and look, we don't need to put names on things other than that it's easier to talk about them. So I think the fact that it doesn't really, it doesn't really fit into a category is, is, uh, is exactly right. And I can't wait to hear hear how it goes i mean if if the kids are, are into your husband's precious topsoil the first week um i mean I, that could go horribly wrong but i guess i think it'll be delightful i think so too now before we wrap this up you're saying before we started uh, well we were recording but it's part of the recording we're not going to use you were talking about uh you were in the grocery store and you you forced your children to do the shopping the other day or something what were you saying <laughs> yes yes i forced them to do the shopping how we, uh, Monday is usually our grocery days. So uh, they make the menu, like they decide what we're eating for the week. They decide like what we need for breakfast and lunches. They'll go through our inventory, whatever. We make the list, we go to the grocery store. Like this has been well-established now. So we are in the grocery store. My younger one who's working on reading, like she's the one that reads off the list. You know, she's got the list in hand and I see a friend of mine at the grocery store and immediately like, don't, 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 don't go over there. We're going to be here forever, forever. I was like, I'm, it's my friend. I'm going to talk to her. So I stopped to talk to my friend and they just left with the list in the cart and continued the grocery. I found them down by the milk. So they just didn't pick out the meat because uh, my older one, she's like, I could only find the organic and I didn't think we wanted that one because she was comparing prices. Mm-hmm. So like. But yeah, I was like, well, I got to go before somebody calls the cops and says that there's children just fending for themselves. So many questions. Um, Did they get most of the stuff on the list? I mean, did they get the right stuff? Oh, yeah. They went through. I I didn't talk to her that long because my friend was like, did they seriously just do the grocery shopping? And it made her very nervous. And I was like, well, they're not at the front of the store. It's not like somebody could snatch and run. So they're just going down the dairy aisle. So they got all the stuff from the dairy and that like, you know, probably five minutes later, mm-hmm. I caught up to them. How, 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 how old are they? Uh, they are 11 and very soon to be eight. 
you should be you should be sending them you should be calling an uber putting them in the uber sending them to the grocery store and i mean they should they should <laughs> Make be doing sure the whole thing everything. by themselves i they probably could honestly i mean they're so good at like at this point the list like they will even pick stuff that they want and they will flip it and read the ingredients to see if like there's something in it that mom doesn't approve of. <laughs> like they're, they're reading ingredients. I said, you know, if they choose to go to college, they'll be doing the cooking for the dorm because they're like mm -hmm. the shopping and everything. Cause they're, they have it down. I, th I think it sounds great. You're in, and your friend, your friend was nervous about this. Yeah. She, she was like, I, are they really just, just doing that? I was like, yeah, they'll be, she's like, do they know like the rules? Like don't go with, I'm like with strangers. Yes. They know not to be kidnapped. We've been not over it. Like, <laughs> we've, we've been and what's over that conversation? It. Uh, Hey kids, uh, don't be kidnapped. Heard it, Mike, if anyone oh, tries okay, to mom. you to go with them, we scream, we bite all the things that I tell you that you shouldn't do to people. You do it. You, you, you do don't it. Take kidnappers. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, all right. That's, that's fair. Well, I mean, I said the kick in the head is if there were two kids just wandering around the store by themselves, mm -hmm. people just would have been questioning my parenting. But it was the fact that they had a grocery list and a cart and were like skilledly like putting things into the cart. I'm like people are going to think they have no parents. And someone's no, people are people are going to think, hey, wish my kids were capable. Uh, is this one of those grocery stores that got a little coffee shop or something in it, a little deli kind of place? Oh, yeah, it was a Wegmans. Oh, well, so next, next week, you got to call, call this friend or, you know, a better friend, a coffee friend, and you got to, you got to meet them for coffee and send the girls off to do the shopping. Well, I this friend ya. also worked there. So that was, oh, <laughs> she, well, it's like, well, uh, she knows the emergency. If, I right. mean, if the girls disappear, she knows where the, she knows where the surveillance cameras are. I mean, no, you got to you got to totally set up a coffee date next time and, and have them do the whole thing. Just send them through the store. I should I should rent talk, them out to people. Well, I mean, talk about talk about how empowering that is for them. I mean, the, and really, as we like, kind of go through this unschooling life, like they, they are more empowered, like sure. they're not as nervous. They're, you know, not so apprehensive to go places. You know, it's just yeah. it's just nice to see. They're like, yeah, all right, bye, because we're not waiting for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, instruct them. Instruct them up a little bit on the meat. Yeah, yeah. The meat we do have to go through. <laughs> They're like, wasn't sure. I'm like, fair enough. We'll figure it out. But like, they picked up my husband's creamer that wasn't even on the list. They were like, oh, we noticed this was low, so we just got one of these too. I was like, oh well, well, okay. Oh, you gotta let them do the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> you you get to you get to chill out a little bit. It's homeschool. Hey, give them a note. Mom's in the coffee shop. This is homeschooling piss off um you can just pin it to pin yeah. it to one of them and I'll make uh, them they, shirts. yeah yeah just <laughs> homeschool field trip that kind of thing That'd be oh great. yeah because i don't get enough dirty looks when i have my kids out like you know during school during hours yeah, i i saw i saw some homeschooling going on the other day you did where um a coffee shop coffee shop along the beach here um a, a couple of weeks ago i the the homeschooling i saw, saw was a a five-year-old forced to do online math class oh, um I remember that. and i yeah. yeah yeah so this was this was a boy probably 11ish um and he's sitting there working on a math worksheet well mom mom was reading a book called hands-on science um our hands-on science activities or something like that while the kid was doing his math. He finished his math worksheet um, 
headed it we were out on the patio headed inside to uh i guess get the the wi-fi password for the coffee shop she checked his worksheet with her phone with her calculator on her phone while he was gone and uh and then came back and he got hooked up to the uh the wi-fi and then he was doing some quizzy worksheety thing on on online well she well she read read the hands-on science book now while this was going on uh they are they're literally 20 yards from the beach there's a fenced off area where where uh sea turtles have laid eggs for the first time since like 2018 <laughs> on the stretch of beach uh the 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 tide is moving there are there are literally hundreds of seabirds probably uh a dozen different kinds of seabirds along the coast um we are we are kind of in the course of the monarch migration which is starting to go on so there's there's also little flappy butterflies all over the place um one would think they would be able to get a little bit more hands-on with the hands-on science just by by grabbing <laughs> bevies beach, to yeah. go and, and going to the actual actual beach but i mean i'm not here to judge yeah her. I, I guess I, mean, I am i guess i am huh? in, in, in our groups like we have a lot of different kinds of homeschoolers like people are mm -hmm. kind of at all different sure uh, it's a lot of stages. flavors it's like ice cream yeah and i think like that's like a lot of people's first like kind of toe into it like okay I'm gonna do what I know just in a different setting yeah and then they kind of move like I was talking to a mom at our ice cream social the other day which is where I came from before the last recording um and she's just like I I'm just really nervous like they don't want me to sit down with them and they don't want to do their their work and you know he did the, I think her oldest was 11 and she's like well I don't how doesn't he need to know math like how is he gonna learn math and I just looked at her and I just said, okay, well, think of it this way. I said, at what point do you not do math during your day? Like, I'm like, do you, do you avoid all things that, that are math? She's like, oh, well, no, I guess you're right. She goes, but so do I just like skip this lesson? I was like, what is it? She's like, prime factorization. And I was like, when was the last time you used that? When was the, when was the last time you factored a prime? <laughs> And she was like, well, I, I guess not. And, you know, and I was just like, let me tell you something. I said, um, I said, I, we all went through in school, didn't remember it shortly thereafter. I said, and then when I went back through school to be like, to get my uh, degree and certification, I'm like, I had to relearn prime factorization. Like teachers have to relearn it before they teach it. So odds are, you know, if you need it, it'll, you'll come upon it and they'll learn it and they'll retain it. But if you're just teaching it to teach it, they're not, it's not for what, but yeah, the it, only it, thing you did was has, spoil your it, morning. Until it has a purpose, it's, it's irrelevant. Uh, the only prime factorization I do is, is factoring uh, how long it'll take prime to, to deliver <laughs> stuff to me from amazon that's my my prime factorization Same. uh so i mean and, and this kid he was just oh uh, he was just he he was just in pain he's and at he's the even, beach doing a math and, worksheet and, and and he's he's sitting with his back to the beach too and well on, on the laptop and, and and i mean he looked like a i mean he was he was a well-behaved kid and and i i, I mean i don't want to rip on him too much but there there are other ways they could approach it and i was gonna i, I was gonna I was going to insert myself into their lives, but I decided not to because, I mean, who needs that? 
maybe that's just what they needed or I'm, they would just stop going to that coffee shop because that creepy guy is there again <laughs> yeah okay. well i mean they were sitting at my favorite table so that wouldn't be bad either um oh, i was, I was gonna go. be like uh hey hands on science uh some, some turtles laid uh laid eggs across the street a couple of days ago you can go over and uh check that out maybe uh and you're at a coffee shop. Dig up like some turtle eggs. No, too. no, you can't. Don't dig up the turtle eggs. That don't was a dig don't, up no. don't dig up oh the don't dig up the sea turtle eggs. Ah, uh, because then he, it's a civics lesson about yeah. being <laughs> <arrested> laws. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been a wide-ranging episode. Uh, and, and this is the the longest to record episode of the show ever. We've never had an episode that took oh, almost a week to record. So this is I feel in honest. your in your first uh, solo guest uh, appearance, you 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 set a, a week you set a record. This is this is great. Right. Hey, uh, listeners, uh, when we when we had the technical glitch the other day, like the next day, I got a I got a message from Carol, like, uh, hey, uh, the kids were gone, the husband was home. We uh, ordered some DoorDash and uh, turned on turned magical on some music, evening. and it was a magical romantic evening. So, uh, so yeah, I good. was in bed early. He was not happy, but what are you gonna do? Just went to bed. I'm just going to leave that. I'm going to leave that right there. Hey, listeners, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Thanks for listening back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, remember to uh, tip your wait staff. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.